That's the, the lead-in song to our brand new show, A Magic Show. Shellac and Vinyl. Shellac and Vinyl, number who knows number what. It was magic that we disappeared for a while. It's magic that we're back. <laughs> that too. It's been, it's been six months since uh, we put up our last show. My, our lives got busy. Yeah, they have. Things have gotten out of control, I think. What's new? it's summer as the cars just said that's right so this is a show that we're gonna do uh for you all 
and it's going to be shows it's going to be songs about uh magic and about magical things and songs that have magic in the title and things that have some sort of connection with magic whatever those might be you'll find out as we go of course they'll be like the the songs that you all know like probably most people remember that one from the cars but there's going to be the regular number of obscure and deep cuts as well and that 78 at least one at least one we have four to choose from well maybe we'll hear all four we may in fact you know how i like the old stuff yep i do know that although i it seems this is something that i realized as i was trying to find records for this show up until about 1950 magic wasn't really a a real popular topic for for music it just the concept of magic there wasn't a lot of magic songs interesting yeah because i mean houdini's like the 20s right I right mean, so i mean magicians and i mean heck i guess you can go all the way back to uh king arthur and uh <clears throat> that was uh that was a myth no, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> anyway, that's my that was my discovery because, as you know, I have got hundreds upon hundreds and probably thousands upon thousands of seventy eights, and it they just there aren't many magic songs. That so one might must ask, what happened? To I don't make, know. Make magic all of a sudden something you talk about. Is it kind of like all the superhero movies now? I, it I just there's it an evolution a, of the culture. Was there a TV thing back in like 1950 where there was a, a magic deal? Like like some Well, you had the Merlin. amazing Kreskin. Yeah, but that was that was, uh, 60s, that was 60s. That was 60s and 70s. But um, but I just I think there had to have been some social thing, you yeah. know, that 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 got Some magician became very popular. That got Got magic into the people's kind conscious. Like David Copperfield. Or yeah, although that wasn't 50s. Doug either. Henning. No, they're not 50s. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure that people are, are have missed our our velvet voices. Or what, what do you have? The velvet uh, something. Sure. Uh, but uh, Sultry. We, we probably <laughs> need to play some music. What do you we think? We should. I think we okay. should get right into the music. Let's get into some more magic music. I've got a dog licking on my leg.
Put a spell on me And I don't know what to do Somebody done put a spell on me And I don't know what to do I've got the walking pneumonia And my fever 102 I've been down Everybody's been down on me Since I've been down Yeah Everybody's been down on me Won't somebody please tell me Tell me what in the world can the matter be I'm going down to the bottom See if I can find a hoodoo man I'm going down to the bottom Yes, sir See if I can find a hoodoo man Cause something's got a hold of me I just don't understand If a hoodoo man can't help me, I know a witch doctor with a whiskey still. If the hoodoo man can't help me, I know a witch doctor with a whiskey still. And then if he can't fix it, uh, my New Orleans voodoo woman sure will. Thank you. 
Well, the hoodoo man told me that the voodoo woman's in love with you. Yeah, the hoodoo man told me, yes, he did. He said, son, the voodoo woman's in love with you. Why don't you go and talk to the woman and find out just what she wants you to do? I went down to see the woman and asked her what I had to do. Lord, I went down to see the woman, asked her just what I had to do. She said, make love to me, daddy, and I'll take that curse right off of you. was that that was dave alexander doing the hoodoo man in subtitles the voodoo woman and the witch doctor a hoodoo man is like a magic man in like the hoodoo gurus kind of yeah i thought i i you know i didn't really until i was preparing again for the show i i didn't really understand that a hoodoo man was a magic man but it's kind of like a supernatural type of magic man not like just a like shaman kind of yeah it's not like it's not like houdini it's right it's more like uh a witch I'm doctor mystic yes yeah yeah okay but it's cool i didn't uh that's uh off of um an album called the dirt on the ground uh issued on our which was uh, kind of a a niche um sev- uh blues and um traditional music label uh just <laughs> Ran across that at a used record store, picked it up, and it's pretty good. Yeah. We also heard Pilot doing Magic. Remember that one from the, the 70s AM radio? I really kind of felt I had to apologize to our listeners for that. No. Um, you don't. You probably don't. We've already discussed how you don't watch the news channels and what, but it is the theme song for the... Uh, diabetes drug Ozempic, which is now the miracle weight loss drug. That, that song ever, is. That ever, oh yeah, O O O Ozempic, and it's just it's you're kidding ir- me. Irritating as hell. Oh okay, I've been reading the headlines. <laughs> I know that Ozempic is like in the news right now, but I don't yeah. watch I don't watch TV commercial TV, so I don't see. T- and bless your heart. I thought that was a pretty cool song. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. It's catchy as heck. Yeah, which is why they used it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a one-hit wonder type of thing. The pilots. Just pilot. Oh, just pilot. Just pilot. And after that, we did our first 78 of the night, the dubs doing Could This Be Magic, some sort of doo-wop group. The dubs. The dubs. And followed that up with Leon Russell doing Magic Mirror off of Carney. I like that song. I've always liked that song. I was waiting and waiting and waiting and going, when is he going to say something about magic? magic? And then it finally got a Magic Mirror. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's get back at it. That was a nice set. 
Thanks. Little calm on the on the backside, but hey, that's the way we roll up and down emotionally. It's you know what there isn't. There's no vibe. Well, you know, with magic, you have to wait for the reveal. That's right. See, we don't have any set playlist. We don't have like a rolling momentum. It's just uh, that's gotta, completely false. But that's okay. We've got to keep everybody. <laughs> On the edge of their seats, waiting to see what'll come next. Exactly. Okay. Next, next, we're gonna take a ride on the magic carpet by Blind Johnny Davis and his trio. I don't 
skies all around And you'll be our very sister
Wasn't that something? Some fusion magic. Fusion psychedelic magic. That yeah, was that too. That was the Fox. Some the la- Fox late sixties English group. That is this album is a collector's item and it goes. Ooh, it's a rarity. It is. It is a rarity. It is. Yeah. It was. It's. Part you of won't the, find it on Spotify, folks. Probably won't. Maybe it's part of the Connecticut trip. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. So, uh, the Fox doing Madame Magical. Madame Magical. From the name of the, and the name of the album is For Fox's Sake. Oh, of course. <laughs> we started that whole set off with Blind Johnny Davis and his trio doing Magic Carpet. And then we segued to Steppenwolf doing what? Magic Carpet Ride. And then we went next to a guy named Mike Maneri with Steve Kahn on guitar. Mike Maneri plays vibes. And that was also Magic Carpet. Ooh. We had a little bit of a was it a set. A no, Magic it, Carpet set. But it was set. purely instrumental, right? I don't think I heard him say Magic Carpet at all. They did not say Magic yeah. Carpet. Neither did Blind Johnny Davis. Those oh, were well. both instrumentals. Okay, then. But they were just riding away. On the magic carpet. On the magic carpet, yes. There it is. (laughs) Okay, so we we did a little bit of the obscurities there. There's our dog. You know, Bear just likes to get in on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a lot. He's got big shoes to fill. He does. Pod dog was something special. He very much was. Yes, he was. There they are. Bark away. Okay, so let's get back into it. We're going to get into a little bit more. I, I think... The listeners, all eight of them, will know the next song, but then they're not—they're going to know two out of the next four songs. They won't only know. two out of four. Two out of the next four, but Alrighty. you know that's kind of the game. You know we do Which deep cuts. Which two? You guess. <laughs> we do deep cuts here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Strange magic Got it Strange 
An eagle's claw, donkey blood on a rabbit's paw One black paint piece of gold and dread A greener hair from the doctor head If nothing go wrong, cost a living bound to come down
Which two did you know? Well, I knew the ELO tune that we started with. Yeah. Jeff Lynn. Yeah. And I knew uh, the Love and Spoonfill in the end. Yeah. John Sebastian. Yeah. And I was familiar, like I'd heard the third song before. Really? But I don't know who that was. Then the second song, I didn't know it. Yeah. Okay, the second song. So, just for those people who were not born in you know like the 80s or something the first one was electric light orchestra doing strange magic second song was a guy named sparrow kind of a reggae kind of thing um, yeah it was very calypso ish calypso yeah. reg- it's yeah. not quite reggae not quite calypso somewhere in between it's uh, the song was called witch doctor I picked that one. Picked that up. I thought the album looked like it came from a movie. It looked like he was kung fu like, fighting. Kung, yeah, <laughs> and, and like and I think it was what Sparrow versus the World or something. Sparrow versus the rest. The rest. Yes. Yeah. It, like that he was some superhero. Yeah. And then the 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 one that you'd heard but didn't really know who was that was a group called Smith. They had, they had Smith Smith. They had probably early 70s they put out two or three records the first record had a big huge hit i can't remember what it is right offhand but it i mean you'd know it and then this was their follow-up which the the lead singer woman was like a belter she was really good she was similar to lydia pence but uh they just didn't catch on much anyway and then the fourth one was the lone spoonful so what on this magic theme did you want to be a magician when you were a kid did you ever i did yeah, did you ever do any I tricks? Had, I, and... Yes, I had magic kits. Now and, it, and, yeah. and and learned a lot of card tricks. And have a, I, I still I still I think have the Encyclopedia of Magic on my, on my uh, bookshelf somewhere. Yeah. But the big thing was uh, 
when Amanda's niece was born, which was right when we met, um, for her first birthday party, I had to put on a magic show. <laughs> Thank God she was only one year. May, it may have been two years old. <laughs> and I I proclaimed myself Dr. Foomph. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I was not a musician. So a, it was a performer. Pretty, you know, all I had to do was like fool the two-year-olds in the audience or one-year-old, <laughs> which was easy enough. Did you, could you take a, a, a quarter out of somebody's ear? Yes, I can do that. Wow, very yeah. impressive. So when I was a kid, there, I think Purina does the rice and wheat and corn checks, right? Purina is not a Purina product. Could anyway, and, you know, we I think, would. I think Purina is dog food. Well, but. I think that they also <laughs> I think did, they also have breakfast food. I think they embrace right. breakfast food. It, it, but this was that was one of the cereals that we were. You know, we would at my house growing up. We were only permitted to have cold cereal on Sunday mornings before going to Sunday school. Like the rest of the week, no, no way. But that was just the rule. What? So you had like eggs and pancakes the rest of the week? I yeah, mean, pretty much. This, okay, pretty much. That's not a bad deal. Uh, Most people know. do it the other way around. Yeah, I <laughs> you know. get cold I'm, cereal during the week, and on yeah, the weekend you yeah, get the eggs yeah. and pancakes. Yeah, okay. yeah, but but. Anyway, not in the Beckett house. Not at the Beckett household, no. And and because it was magic. Well, okay, <laughs> you can call it what you want. Um, I don't know. I kind of thought it would have been fun to have Captain Crunch all week long, you know. But but the the checks cereals though, that was one of the ones we were. That was an authorized cereal. All right. And and. At one point, they had a thing where if you saved up the box tops and sent them in, you could get a little magic kit, you know, by mail. And Guy Beckett did it. I did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. I got the little wand, and I got uh, the hidden ball trick thing, and and then there was also like... Was it just a bunch of, like, foamy balls that stuck together? No, no, there was like, it was, you know, I mean, it was, it was cheesy but it was a little it was a trick it was a okay. trick i mean if you All were right. it was legit if trick. you were like 10 and you had a, you know nothing going on in the summer and your neighborhood kids were hanging around in your backyard you could put on a little magic show with that kind of stuff and did you probably yeah. excellent okay yeah, yeah. i mean but it Kudos wasn't to you I, there was no no quarters out of the the ears though none okay. of that and anyway no, no levitating ladies or no no sawing through the box that one didn't work, <laughs> that one didn't turn out so well For some reason, that that mail order thing didn't work. It was messy, but, you know, we cleaned it up. <laughs> Just kidding. All you guys out there, don't worry. It's not your sister that disappeared. Anyway, so I, that's that's the whole story on the magic tricks for me. I wasn't really, never really was much of a performer, except in jazz band and, and uh, you know, but uh, you apparently are. I've seen you sing on TV, so are basically on my computer screen. So I know that you are a born, I've sung a born on TV entertainer. For your computer screen. Well, you know, like YouTube or something. I've seen it. Really? I've seen it. We're, I'm on YouTube. Your entire family doing a video of oh, right. some song right, in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> right. Right. We don't speak of that. That's a pretty good. You did a pretty good job. Yeah, no, it was great. It was like a. It, it was, was a special gift for a friend of ours. It was like a round or something, wasn't it? No, it was just. There was some harmony going on, though. Well, that's because Amanda and Alexis can really sing. All right. Okay. Well, you sing pretty well. I've heard you. I'm challenging you though. We haven't done karaoke together lately, and I've got a whole new game going. I've I've, I've heard. <laughs> 
I'm yeah. scared. Yeah, I'd never say I'd never ever saying in public until I met you and Heather and and you know like this this chapter of my life I'd never sang in public ever. By the way, folks, if you ever get a chance to hear Heather do karaoke, <laughs> you should not miss it. That she was born to do Chicago. She's a performer. She's also. a performer, and she yeah. can really bring it. She can rip it. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm I'm holding my own now. All right, I'm holding I'm my proud own. Of you. I've, I've got all you got to do is own it, and you. That's do you like, sing any magic songs? Uh, well, uh, no, but I was thinking of Photograph by Ringo Starr this morning would be a good one for my range. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, you are. Sure. Oh, right. Yeah, Photograph. Yeah. George Harrison wrote that song. Anyway, I was listening to it today, uh, a podcast about that That's like about that Ringo album. and his all-star band. No, right? it was Ringo's very first... No, oh, yeah? it was his third album, but it was his big, huge hit album right after the Beatles broke up. Mm. I was listening to a uh, show about it, a podcast. About we could it do today. a podcast on photograph songs. We could. That's a good. You that's a Jim good Croce. theme. That's you a good theme. Your, uh, yeah. Def Leppard. I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't know that. Should we get back to it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's do another seventy-eight, and and this one is uh, Muddy Waters doing "Got My Mojo Working," which, and you're going to ask me, what does that have to do with magic? A mojo is a magic talisman. Yeah, okay. No, for real. Look it up. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to play the Doors Mojo Rising. Nope. Not, not going to do that. <laughs> Which was just an anagram for Jim Morrison. We all know it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> mojo. Magic talisman. Look it up. Google. Okay. Check it out. Show my command. 
spell on you. Better stop the things that you do. I lie. I just can't stand it, babe. The way you're always running around. I just can't stand it. The way you always try to put me down, I put a spell on you. So the the issue is, do we need to play that whole thing over because I you said I ended the song early? No, we don't. Okay, did it, was there music that I cut out? Well, it it, it was just during the fade out and oh, you okay. picked it up. All right. Well, which, which is normally not a problem <laughs> when I'm merging two songs, mm-hmm. but at the end of a thing it's All right. it's an early Yeah, you, you are the editor but, extraordinaire. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'll make it work. All right. 
And I'm going to edit out all this, of course. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, this is fun stuff. This is good oh, this stuff. Is this, good. Is, this is people want to I hear can't, this. No, this is this is means and methods, man. This oh, is this is proprietary. This is uh, like work product. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> work product. <laughs> all right. Well, but you know, I mean, people want they expect us to talk about things, which we haven't done much other than magic, which is kind of the well, theme it is of the, the show. Magic show. It's the theme of the show. Yeah. yeah. It's a magic show. It's a magic show show. Um, I saw a bit of natural magic. I was driving down to San Francisco. Every day, man, every day we just look outside <laughs> and it's natural magic. I mean, look at the world in which we live. Uh, and Look at your finger. I mean, just think how hard it is to put that together. Um, that's magic right there. Your finger? Yeah, my finger. All right. Okay, I know. It's, it's... So I was driving to San Francisco and... <laughs> Uh, we got to the California border and Mount Shasta was there and hanging out on the top of Mount Shasta was like the perfect UFO cloud. I mean, this cloud looked exactly like a perfect frisbee, fluffy UFO. It wasn't a cumulus then. It was, it was amazing how just perfectly, you know, cylindrical or whatever it was. I have a friend that would be able to identify that and tell you what exactly what kind of cloud that was. Well, Heather's really good at clouds too, as I recall. Uh, maybe I probably ought to know that. I just go like, oh, it's a cloud. Yeah, that's kind of the way I am too. It's like, you know, This was like, yeah. it was magic, man. This was just like looking at that cloud, I was going, oh my gosh. Anyway. Okay, well, that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I said, hey, man, I asked for it, right? I said, what are we going to talk about? Let's you're talk right. about it. Yeah. You're right. So that was Tim Curry. That was Dr. Frankenfurter. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Uh, the guy that uh, was in Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture, Picture Show. Show. Right. But, you um, know, he, he did something else that was really... I'm just not remember. Oh, he was he was an, an army guy. Really? In a movie. I think That's he's not a, coming. I to think me. he's a trained Shakespearean. Oh, he was in the uh, submarine movie with Sean Connery. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. Wow. He's one of the guys on the submarine, and he's the guy who kind of he's the doctor. Now that I think about it. And he leads the like he totally buys into the they have to vacate the ship rebellion thing. I just can I can see Tim Curry. Was it, all, wasn't Alec Baldwin also in that? Yes, he was. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Creek Alley, man. Creek Alley. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who who, <laughs> who aren't part, part of, of that conversation, conversation as the music was playing. <laughs> When he was playing Love and Spoonful, I was asking who was in Creek Alley, which is a song by the Mamas and the Papas. They are singing about the folk scene in New York. And there's a line about uh, somebody in Sebastian sat and after every number they passed the hat. And I was going, who was sitting with Sebastian? And we could not think of it. But we did think of the name of the song. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so if you know out there, send us a... A message. So post it to the website. We started that off with the talismanic song Got My Mojo Working. That's the the generator. That's not Neil Young's uh broom on Harvest Moon. 
this thing, this this little buzz, this buzzing noise that we're hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the compressor. Cause, okay. Yeah. No. Um. So we started that off with. Got my mojo working. Muddy that's waters. That's right. Muddy waters. Muddy waters. That was, that was an excellent tune. Was that a '78 by chance? Sure was. Man. Gosh. Gosh. Man. <laughs> we got to get. Who was those... playing harmonica? Do we know? No, but that's an interesting question, and we'll bring that up later. Who okay. was playing harmonica? And it wasn't Larry Adler. Oh, what? Ah. <laughs> okay. Foreshadow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Ambrosia was next, and they were not holding on to yesterday. They were doing a cover of Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, that's the name of the song, Magical Mystery Tour. And those of us who know Ambrosia from different songs, like Holding On. To yesterday. I keep holding on. I keep holding on to yesterday. Yeah, yes. that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, they did nice, nice, very nice. That's right. Oh, that was a, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. No, I like Ambrosia, and I thought it would be fun to play a different version of Magical Mystery Tour. And it, it was. Yeah. And then your favorite, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. I love that. You song. know, like one of the magic magicians, right. you know, catchphrases, Hocus Pocus by Focus. I almost feel you have to be of a certain age, though. I'm, was, I'm thinking of my younger colleagues at work, and they're going like, "What is that song?" <laughs> but and I'm going I like, "But know, all man. of I, us, like, oh, for sure." I love it's that like song, popcorn, yeah. right? You know, yes. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, yeah, like everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I used to do with this song, Focus, Hocus Pocus by Focus, not. This version because I this version is the shorter version than the live version, but I had the live version in high school and I had these Speaker Lab One speakers. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You built them yourself from the uh, kit. I, I I had help building them from a guy who was one of the shop guys. He oh. helped he helped me out because well I, done. I did not have the technical skill nor the equipment to do it, and he he was one of those guys. You know, Jeff. He's never going to be listening to this. I know that. But <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. <laughs> But but he was one of these guys that could build anything. I mean, he ended up working for the Squire Shop hydroplane crew. I mean, he was one of these guys. Right. You know, I mean, he did. He was like a machinist, and he's an incredibly smart guy. Anyway, he he turned me on to this. I could blow a candle out to this music with my Speaker Lab One speakers because of the, the the bass play. If you put the, a candle right up to the 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 woofer, not the not the tw treble one, but the the bass woofer, and the way it would move back and forth, you know, yeah, it would blow the candle out in certain parts of that of that song. I'm, I guess I didn't notice this in my cans, but I seem to recall as a kid that the yodeling used to go from one speaker to the other. Uh, maybe, um, Did, but you might have been listening to the the live version, which we didn't listen oh, to. That's yeah. ten minutes, and this was only six. Uh, anyway, it was a I loved that's I liked, a great tune. I love that song. Great tune. And as I we were talking over the music, I like Focus. I'm probably <laughs> like the only person that in in Washington has more than you know one Focus album. More I've than got one like, Focus forty five. I've got like six of their albums. <laughs> anyway. And then we ended up with Tim Curry uh, doing his version of a song made famous not only by Jay Hawkins, but Nina Simone. And so... Not to mention John Fogarty. Uh, yeah, I, don't, well, I never not really... Not maybe made famous by them at all. I they never really didn't. got liked that version. It just... That one didn't really do much for me. I, I was a huge 
Creedence fan when you know when they were I was 12 I bought you know Cosmos Factory and you know brand new I just never really got into their version of I put a spell in you yeah fair enough yeah so should we do we want to talk more no let's play some more music we're getting close to the end we've only got like maybe four or five or six left to go so we could go for the the obvious but I prefer not to go for the obvious I prefer to go for the deep cuts what do you think I'm a deep cut guy myself. Okay, good. All right. So let's let's do one. We'll do one more 78, okay? Are you sure? One more 78. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. It's going to be a little scratchy at the beginning because this is one that got a little damaged. I not. How about giving us a year then first so we can appreciate? Hmm. Oh, shoot. Gonna they, be... they don't list it on the label? No, they really don't. It's probably It's probably early 40s. Okay. Yeah, no, there's there's nothing on the label that would indicate age, but we can certainly look that up. But it's it's Larry Adler. Might there be some harmonica? There might be some <laughs> harmonica. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
became a corpse, a corpse all in the ground. And he became the cold clay, his mother drew all around. Hello, 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 hello. Dragon. <laughs> the dragon is a large mythological beast having four separate and of course therefore quite distinctive legs and a monstrous body with thousands of tiny scales. At one end of the large monstrous body we find an almost equally monstrous head with two flaming nostrils, <laughs> the mean temperature of which sometimes reaches 212 degrees centigrade. <laughs> At the other end of the large monstrous body, we, um, <laughs> The dragon. The dragon is a large mythological beast having four separate and therefore quite distinct nostrils and a large monstrous scale with thousands of tiny legs. <laughs> the dragon. <laughs> Whoops. In any event, this is not supposed to be a speech about a dragon. This is indeed a song about a dragon. Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanalee and little Jackie Paper loved that rascal Puff and brought him strings and sealing wax and other fancy stuff oh Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanalee. Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanalee. Together sing it, it's just a children's song, and if you do not know the words, you'd better learn them. Puff the magic dragon, lived by the sea, and frolicked in the autumn mist, in a
on a boat with billowed sail. Jackie kept a lookout, perched on Puff's gigantic tail. Noble kings and princes would bow whene'er they came. Pirate ships would lower their flags when Puff roared out his name. Oh, Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a Rings make way for other toys. One gray night it happened, Jackie Paper came no more, and Puff, that mighty dragon, he ceased his fearless roar. His head was bent in sorrow, green scales fell like rain. Puff no longer. Sadly slipped into his cave. Oh, Puff, the magic dragon, lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in an angle on a leaf. Puff, the magic dragon, lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist.
Okay, we're talking now. I hear you talking. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy doing a, an ode to a famous a famous roadhouse here in the Seattle area, the Spanish. See, I did not know that. Spanish castle. You're yeah. just so full of fun facts. Yeah, yeah. And he played there. He played there. You know, he's for those of you who don't know, that was Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix, a Seattle native, and we're sitting here in the heart of Seattle. And there was a roadhouse down in between Auburn and uh, Tacoma on Highway 99 called the Spanish Castle, which was renowned for its for its uh, ability to attract big name groups, at least Northwest big name groups. The Whalers played there; they were mm. they were a big group there. And Jimmy paid played there, and that was his uh, homage to it. Jimmy. So and before that, before that, well, let's start from the beginning. We um, we started with Larry Adler, <laughs> the Harmonica King. You asked what year that would have been issued. Would would that was released? Nineteen forty six. Wow. And he was accompanied by the John Kirby uh, Orchestra. And John Kirby was at the time a very famous bop bassist. It was a swing slash bop. He was in that mix where he was part of that old swing group of people that were trying to convert to bop. And he had a pretty good he had a pretty good band, a jazz quartet, and um, I've got some of his stuff also on 78 and also on LP, but he was the backing group for Larry Adler doing that old black magic, which is of course the the tie-in here. Yes. And then then we segued, and the, you all are going to be wondering <laughs> how did that next song have anything to do with what the theme of the music of the theme of the night was? Well, Larry Adler played harmonica. The next one was Whammer Jammer, one of the one of the big. Uh, crowd pleasers for Jay Gile, the Jay Giles band when they were uh, at their peak. Magic Dick was their harmonica player. Ah, what a twist. Yes, and I know that was a kind of a beat-up album, and the seminal version of that is on the Full House Live LP, but I don't have that one. That was on their second album. That's what we played, even though it had a lot of scratches. Magic Dick. Magic Dick. Magic Dick. All right. And, and I have to say... I've I've got once again a huge appreciation of Jay Giles because you know going through trying to find that just that perfect harmonica solo by by Magic Dick to play here. Yeah. I went through all the albums I have, which are about another one where I have like six of the Jay Giles records. And there was this one album that didn't do very well, but it's called Monkey Island. Man, if you ever get a chance to to pick that up and listen to it, or you know, you guys are all on Spotify or iTunes Music, check out check out Monkey Island. That is an incredible album. I saw Jay Gals open for the Rolling Stones. Did you really? Yeah. And they put on a pretty good show, I'd imagine. I thought uh, Peter Wolf, their lead singer, was mm-hmm. the perfect opening act for Mick Jagger because they both kind of prance around the same. Well, but so, but, but what about Keith? Uh, Jay Giles and Keith don't really match up well. <laughs> Keith Riffhard. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that, that after was, Ronnie Wood joined or was that yes. Mick Taylor? No, it was Ronnie Wood. This All is right. the Kingdom, nineteen eighty one. Okay, I went to the Stones, and we're not playing any Stones music tonight. 
Although we could, we could probably do fortune teller, which would be kind of magic. Uh, but I saw the Stones probably about 17 years ago when they played at the football field and here in town and, and Dave Matthews opened up. Maybe it was a 17, maybe, maybe, maybe 15. I don't know. Maybe 13. I don't know. It's been a while. They put on a great show. They're, they're a fantastic band. Yeah. I mean, and it's amazing that they're still going. I know. Uh, it's, it's just nuts. amazing. It's yeah. nuts. Next group, Steel Eye Span. Uh, an English group doing a traditional steel steel eye eye steel eye span span yeah they okay. they were they they in the early 70s traditional english music had a foothold in great britain um you know it, you'll hear it in some of the the early fleetwood mac stuff with christine perfect christine later became christine McVie. yeah uh, that was kind of an, there was a, all she passed away while we were, did, I don't, yeah, that's right. She yeah, did while we were on sabbatical. Okay. Well, good thing we mentioned her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ode to Christine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, that English traditional music anyway, that was popular. And then it became out of fashion when the sex pistols kind of hit and, 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 the rebellion became <laughs> the thing, you know, yeah. the clash, the, the, the sex pistols. And I, I love the clash, but, but that early seventies stuff, I, the, the traditional English stuff, I'd never really gotten into, although I'm kind of getting, liking it more now it, that it, there's, it has its place. It's sure. ha, it's an anthropological aspect, you know, looking back and, and finding the, the, the you know the medieval music and how it how it gestated until the current day and that was part of that that steel eye span was was a group that that was that was kind of part of their ethos was finding that tr traditional sound and and updating it a little bit and that song was one of them that that song was called two magicians it's a tr traditional english song and it is about a coal miner who's got the hots for a, a young woman, a virgin, and and they're having a discussion about whether they're, he's going to be able to consummate a relationship with her. And she says, no, you're not going to be able to. And the thing that's magic about it is that, that the, the narrator, who is Maddie Pryor, talks about how they change. They're, they both are shape, shapeshifters. Right. So that's that's the magic part. I thought that was they pretty keep changing into different things. Yeah, so there's with, like a, with the same problem. A bee, a corpse. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. it's interesting. Fish. Yeah. Uh, then the next one, of course, a children's song. But how can we do a magic show without playing Puff the Magic Dragon? Peter, Paul, and Mary in concert in a land called Honolulu. You have. That's it. I thought you were just going to look at me and uh, not say anything. Thank God you said something. <laughs> okay. And then we finished it up with Jimmy. In Spanish Castle Magic. Move over, Rover. Send Jimmy right over. That's right. So we're going to end it up with another local Seattle group doing another magic song. One that was their big, kind of their big breakout song. Breakout hit, Well, absolutely. was it really, though? Crazy on You was pretty much... A little bit earlier than Magic Man, and it was a. It no, was, this was their breakout. Okay, I'll, I'll, breakout. I'll give you that. I think I'll people found Crazy on You after this song hit it big. In Bremerton, Crazy on You hit first. I'm just saying. Oh, that's just Bremerton. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> anyway. I will forever regret that I had to work early on Saturday morning in Bremerton in about 1976 or 5. I was a carry-out at the Safeway, the Safeway, Safeway in Bremerton. And I had kind of gotten to the point where they they like to schedule me for early Saturday morning to do the, the vacuuming of the parking lot. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty cool job, really. I mean, it was you get there early, you vacuum with that, like that, it was like a lawnmower, except yeah. it was this huge vacuum cleaner. And vacuum I, it was kind lot. of like, you know, they only gave that job to somebody who'd been there for a while. And I'd been there for several years. But the problem is, is that I had to be there like at you know, seven o'clock and Hart played at the local the local place in Bremerton on Friday night. And yeah. like for 15 bucks. And you couldn't go. I couldn't go because I had to get up early to go to work. And then, of course, they became huge. Right. Yeah, there we are. Story of my life. Regret. The one regret I have in all my life right there. I'm missing heart in Bremerton. Well, thank you, listeners, all eight of you, and <laughs> hanging in there for the past six months while we've been on sabbatical. And the two-plus hours we've been chit-chatting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we always like to thank our audience, and even though we haven't been doing shows, we've been thinking about you, and of course, planning this show uh, like the entire si- Whoop, oh. boom six month period. Boom, magic. Oh yeah. Okay, so we're gonna end up with Hart doing Magic Man, and then we're gonna say thanks and see ya. Uh, I'm Guy. I'm Chip, and this has been Shellac and Vinyl once again. Thank you.